Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew, and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. It is the only podcast out there that'll improve your vision the longer you listen. And today, what I'd like to do is uh, just share a little bit um, of my experiences of what's been going on in my world lately. I'm uh, safe back in Arizona after a weekend trip to California, a family event um, that I'm excited that I had the chance to attend. My baby brother, um, who's a full-grown man now, he got married this weekend, and I thought it was uh, it was just a great, fantastic event, and uh, it was great for um, him and his new bride to tie the knot and express their love and appreciation for one another in front of the public eye and uh, to have uh, the relationship blessed as they enter into the, uh, the phase of life of holy matrimony and living life happily ever after. And uh, that's part of why I titled this this episode Happily Ever After because I was just thinking about how, you know, how beautiful an event it was, how beautiful a uh, wedding ceremony that they had. And, you know, anytime you attend a wedding, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing, right? It's beautiful to see two people come together and express their, their love for one another uh, in front of family, in front of friends, in front of their peers and other loved ones. Uh, they can really celebrate. And, you know, I've been to my fair share of, of weddings through the year. And as beautiful as they all are, um, you know, not all of them actually uh, end up happily ever after, uh, unfortunately. Um, but when I mention that, I don't want to put any kind of a negative twist on on this on this uh, this little excerpt that I'm sharing with you. But uh, I do think a lot about the idea of happily ever after, right? That forever and ever and everything's great until the end. And um, I truly believe that's everyone's intent when they do tie the knot, when they uh, join their lives in union um, in wedded bliss. And I think that... Um, you know, one great thing about it is we all can take the lessons that we learn in life and infuse them into our experience, into the experiences of others, um, so that we're able to make the most of uh, married life, wedded bliss. And um, I was fortunate enough to actually have the opportunity and the privilege to uh, share a short speech uh, for my brother and his new wife. And uh, I just wanted to kind of um, share a little excerpt of uh, that speech here because I think there were there were three things that I wanted to give to them that were very important that I wanted to share. And uh, gosh, I think those nuggets are good stuff. And I want to share them again here, uh, part for me and part for you. Okay, so again, these three tips, um, something really that, that were just a part of my speech as... Uh, tips and advice for the new wedded couple. But as I went back and was just kind of reliving the experience, the moment, and I started thinking about it, I was like, wow, you know, if everyone took these three tips to heart, I think we would all uh, position ourselves to be in healthier, happier relationships. And then it kind of hit me. I said, gosh, this, you know, it seems so simple, but these three things might be what makes up, you know, a framework for uh, eternal wedded bliss. So, whether or not I want to look at this um, is something that official. That's really kind of the spirit that it's created in. So, so let's dive in. I'll tell you what the three tips are. Keep dating. Keep learning. Keep loving. 
And let's start with this first one. So when you when you talk about dating, right, um, you typically don't even think of dating anymore once you get married. And, it, and it's unfortunate that so often in life, we just completely space out and, and forget the things that that bring us success in life. And we forget the fact that those things have to be done continuously if we want to keep being the beneficiary of those habits, right? So when you think about two people that fall in love and eventually get married, um, there's a series of, event, of events that lead up to that, right? The, the dates, the flowers, the courting, the notes, the calls, the texts, what have you. And uh, that back and forth, uh, the courtship, you know, the classic romance, um, the movies, the walks in the park, all these things, they contribute um, to what makes one person say, you know, I really love that person. I'm in love with that person. You know, I feel so good when I'm around them. Um, they appreciate me. I appreciate them. Right. So these habits that we build up to essentially, you know, make someone fall in love with you kind of and, and attract them to you as powerful as possible. Well, we don't really want to lose sight of that fact. Right. Because it's those same things that made you feel be good in the beginning. You can keep leveraging that. You can keep that going. You can keep yourself in love over the years. Have you ever heard that phrase, oh, we, we fell out of love? Or you hear, um, you know, that unfortunate, um, you know, situation where a couple doesn't make it, right? And, and we just grew apart. We fell out of love. The fact of the matter is they probably fell out of the habit of doing the things that brought them together, right? And so we have to remember how important those attractive activities are in the success of our relationship. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I was talking to my, my brother about, you know, professional athletes and, and what they aspire to. You know, sometimes a pro athlete might just aspire to get to that level, uh, to get to become a professional, but they don't have any vision of what success looks like at that level. Right. And so they might not achieve the success that they were really out to get because they only thought about the end of the line, which was really the beginning of the marathon, right? Um, similar with dating. Every, everyone looks forward to the day they get married, right? And the brides are always, you know, thought of as, as this being the most important day of their life when they're, you know, so beautiful, all eyes are on them and it's all about that day. Well, the reality of it is, is, you know, a wedding is just one day, but your marriage should be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. So it's so much more about um, the time span and the experience that you have together, not just all the great things of the event and the great experiences that lead up to the event. You know, I'm here to tell you that um, to continuously date your spouse, your partner is very important. And it can help keep you strong. It can help keep that fire burning. And, you know, I've learned this the hard way that sometimes you got to like force the time to make it happen, right? Because we're all going to prioritize the things that matter to us most. But then you've got jobs and kids and all these other things that seem to kind of quote unquote get in the way of dating. And it may not seem that romantic to put a date on the calendar, but you know what? <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff Google can do. And, um, you know, any kind of calendar app, you know, it might not seem that romantic, but it's a great way to automate your dates and enhance your romance. So if any of you out there are listening to this and, and you're, um, you're married or you've been, you know, with your life partner for a really long time, and you just don't feel like there's maybe the same motion in the ocean as there used to be. Just just keep in mind that you've got to keep dating. 
Think back to the beginning. Think back to what got you all excited about that person. Think back to why your heart would beat so fast when they would call you or text you or tell you that they were thinking about you, right? Because of the way they made you feel and you are a contributor to that equation. So be sure to keep dating. It's so important to keep the love burning strong. Lesson number two, keep learning. As the old saying goes, if we ain't learning, we're dying. Okay. And so many of us just want to stop learning as soon as we get, you know, our high school degree, our college degree, right? As soon as we get that first job promotion that we've been training for, we think we're done. How ridiculous is that to think that by the age of 18 or 21 or 22 in life that we're done learning? And then, you know, most people don't get married and, you know, they're in their mid to late 20s, 30s and beyond. So you've still got to keep learning. And don't think that you're just going to have decades of wedded bliss, that you're just going to arrive there with what you're equipped with today. You are good. If you if you just got married, it's great that uh, you've, you've mastered the art of dating and falling in love and, and, and feeling like you've got the one that you want to uh, you want to lock on to for the rest of your days. But you have to keep learning. You have to understand how to be a better husband, to be a better wife, to be a better lover, a better friend, a better listener. Right. And, you know, what I recognize is, okay, I might be married 10 years, but I'm still lacking the experience and the know how to get to 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years of wedded bliss. And so you have to go through those steps. You have to continually look for opportunities to improve yourself. And that's where I think like, wow, you know, you never get you know, money advice in school. You never get love advice in school. You know, there's no marriage one-on-one that I've seen in a college uh, curriculum. So how do you get that expert advice? Well, it's probably best to look to a real expert. You know, if if your parents are happily married for 40 or 50 years, why not reach out to them for marriage advice? Why not reach out to them for parental advice, right? Um, because you know what? <laughs> you don't get parenting one-on-one in school either. And it's it's always a, uh, a series of trials and errors. But when you continually have your mindset focused on learning and seeking the guidance from those who have, have been there before you, they've walked the walk, they've talked the talk, they've survived it, right? And when they're the close, closest to you and you know that they're you know bona fide to give you that insight, you, you can also trust that they've got your best interests in mind. They love you. So be sure to prioritize getting the tools that you need to become the best version of you possible. Why? Because you deserve it. You deserve to be the best person, the best version of you. And if you're doing your best to make you the best person possible, your partner is really the real beneficiary of it. And they're going to thank you for it. And that goes both ways. You know, continuing to look at how you can can grow and how you can improve yourself can be one of the most significant developmental events that take place in your lifelong relationship. You know, it's funny, I think about uh, one book that I got my hands on a while back that that made a really uh, magnificent impact on uh, the quality of our relationship, the quality of, of our communication. When I think about my wife and I, and, uh, you, you know, you would think from the, the name of the author that it might be some sort of medical book. The author of the book is, is Dr. Gary Chapman, and he wrote this book called The Five Love Languages. Now, to keep this um, you know, content pretty much on track with, with, the, with the vision I have for you, I'm going to just say go out and get the book called The Five Love Languages, right? Because if you want to get real insights into how to better communicate with your partner 
and make them feel loved in their own unique and special way, you've got to go get this book. You've got to do it for yourself to understand what makes you tick. Which ways do you give love and receive love? Um, because you might find that you're mismatched. The way that you're loving your spouse might not be the way that they're um, most receptively going to receive that love or interpret that love. And so uh, this book has been really a, a key uh, learning tool for my wife, Risha, and I uh, that we've used over the years since, gosh, I think even before we were married, we've used it while we're married. And I highly recommend it uh, because again, if you can just get better tools and become better equipped to love your partner in the best way possible, you are naturally going to be setting yourself up for success. Now, the last one is keep loving. You know, first two tips, they kind of set the stage for this. But as I alluded to earlier, unfortunately, I've seen quite a few couples that just lost their way. The cause, what seems to me, from my standpoint, was just a few errors and expectations expectations about what the other person should do for them, how the other person should take care of themselves, um, what the other person should, how they should behave, the things they should say. And what you find is when you have all these expectations of others, but you don't have high expectations of yourself, you don't really set the table for, you know, that good positive exchange. You know, we all are, are, are like machines. You know, we, we run on fuel. You know, you got to eat to refuel. You got to sleep to refuel. It's like it's like a gas tank or an energy tank. But similarly, we all have a love tank. And what happens when your love tank feels depleted, when you don't feel love, when you don't feel like you have love to give? You know, there's that saying that hurting people hurt people because they're hurting. Well, they probably wouldn't have been hurting in the first place if they had love in their life. And so the idea of seeing, you know, the married couple on unspeaking terms or they're just staying together for the kids and the kids aren't clueless. They know what time it is. Mommy and daddy don't talk. Right. They've stopped loving one another. And some of the simple things like telling your partner they look nice that day, that you love them that day. And even if you don't say it much, even if you're not the romantic type, you can still create some sort of a nice gesture to make a person feel love. Maybe they don't need all the gifts in the world. Maybe they just need you to spend time with them. Maybe they just need you to hold their hand or, or, or kiss them a little bit more often to show that affection that demonstrates that love. I challenge all of you out there to learn how to love better. You will be a beneficiary of that effort and of the action that you take on that. So those, there you have it. Those are three tips that, that I shared. Um, the more I talk about it, I, I do kind of feel like, gosh, this, this might be that, that framework for um, eternal uh, happiness as, as a married man or woman and uh, being able to get the best out of uh, wedded bliss. And so for any of you out there that find yourselves in a relationship that might be good, it might be bad, it might be ugly, but I would be willing to put my neck out on the line and say this, if you will take one, two, or most preferably three of these tips and find a way to incorporate them into your life, even if you're just dating and you think you got the right one, um, I don't think you're going to be hurt by uh, learning how to love a little bit better and make a person feel more special and to continue to date them and to continue to learn and continue to love. So, hey, give it a shot. Give it an experiment. You think you'll be okay? You think you'll be able to survive that? You think your relationship would suffer from practicing any of these tips? Eh, I doubt it. 
Um, but I only wish you all uh, the best of success as it uh, pertains to love and lasting relationships for an eternity. And so uh, for my brother and his new wife and for all the, the newlyweds out there or those that are um, celebrating their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth or seventh decade of wedded bliss to you, I salute you. I cheer you on. I wish you continued love and prosperity in your relationships. And until next time, learn how to love better and learn how to see better. This is your host, Drew Davis, signing off for now. And uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to tag a friend that could benefit from this because we all need a little bit more love in our lives. Thanks. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on Learn How to See Better, where we talk about a lot of health, wealth, and relationships. And uh, hopefully your heart was filled with joy as you listen to this episode today and uh, got some tips and good pointers on ways that you can improve the relationships that you have in your life today with your loved ones. So if uh, this is the type of material you feel that's really going to resonate with you a little bit more, uh, don't be shy about it. Be sure to uh, tag a friend or, uh, you know, comment in, in the uh, section below, share this with someone, and uh, you can even text in the keyword love, L-O-V-E, to the phone number 602-362-8007, and I'll be sure to uh, send you a couple of tips for ways that you can learn how to love better in your life and have more success in your relationships. But until next time, thanks again for joining, and always remember to learn how to see better.